Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Space Social Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Crump, and the Brand Storytelling Guide launches this week. I am so excited. This has been months in the making. I cannot wait to see who you are able to connect to and how much more confident you're going to feel about your social media once you get this. So it's going to be $47. I have really struggled with figuring out that price because I really want this to be accessible to everyone. I really want any person who is at either like the beginning or middle or, you know, feel a little bit more established as a business owner to be able to get this and really formulate and create their brand story and have just the, yeah, the clarity that comes from knowing who you are and your business and your brand values and I just felt like 47 felt good. I have not released anything for a year. I haven't released anything since the Real Deal 2.0. And I just felt like that was because I wanted to get more experience. I think that digital products are such an easy thing to release. And I want, I really wanted to be so intentional with the digital products I put into the world because I think that that matters. So I took a year off. This is kind of my coming back. I really hope to make that more of a part of my business in 2023. Hint, hint. Um, but this is going to... Yeah, I just can't wait for you to get it. But let's talk about that in a minute. We're going to put that aside. We're putting the brand storytelling guide aside. And we're first going to talk about Taylor Swift because you didn't think that you were going to come to this podcast today and not hear about Taylor Swift, did you? No. So let's go ahead and start. You know, I've I've tried to figure out where and how to tell this story. First off, I want to say I was deeply ashamed of the story I'm going to tell you for a long time, which is why I'm so excited to tell you because I just feel like we're above that now. Like we're not feeling ashamed of stories that we're telling. (laughs) So I am a huge Taylor Swift fan. I am a millennial gal through and through. I love Taylor Swift. I feel like I was so like, when people are like, why do you love her? Because I am, I'm just like a few years shy of her age. And I feel like we went through a lot of the same things at the same time, time. And that's what makes her such a great storyteller is because people really feel like they know her. They feel like they've been through her experiences. Taylor Swift is the storyteller. So anyways, now that I've proclaimed my love, I proclaimed my fandom, seven years ago, when I was a Mormon missionary, I, very much against the rules, listened to the 1989 album that was released while I was on my Mormon mission with my best friend, Kaylee, my favorite mission companion, Kaylee, who, by the way, eloped in June. And she's been on this podcast. I don't know if I've said that, but I love you. Happy elopement. Um, so she... When we were on our missions, we weren't really allowed technology. Somehow we found some technology and listened to this album. And at the time, I wasn't companions with Kaylee. I wasn't living with her. Companions, by the way, I'm sure if you've seen more of the missionaries, they move two by two. You have to have somebody else. It's just to keep you accountable or, you know, whatever. So we weren't together. I had been transferred to literally the meanest, like seriously, the meanest, one of the meanest women I have ever met. And I lived with her for three months. So... Anyways, Kaylee comes over one night because we had a conference and she lived far out. So she slept over at my apartment that night just so she could make it to the meeting quicker. Obviously, I don't need to explain those things. But anyways, in the middle of the night, we listened to the 1989 album and it was incredible. And I remember just like almost crying and 
anyways, so we listened to that album. And in December, again, I wasn't with Kaylee at the time. She went online and was able to buy us tickets to that concert in Dallas. So what we did is once I came home from my Mormon mission, we went back out. She had been home for six months already. Her and I went back out together for 11 days and we saw Taylor Swift. We just like had so much fun together in Houston to get, uh, yeah, together in Houston. The concert was in Dallas. So we had to drive a little bit. It was so fantastic. Seeing Taylor Swift was amazing. So anyways, we saw that concert together. I was not rich enough when reputation slash I didn't love reputation. I, in fact, reputation is probably my least favorite album. I love the song delicate. That's it. The rest of the rest of it is kind of meh for me. So I didn't really want to go to reputation for uh, multiple reasons. Everything she's released after that has been canceled because of COVID. So this is the first one. This is it. This is the first one in years. And like everyone else in this uh, country, I guess, I decided I was going to get Taylor Swift tickets. So I get in the pre-sale, you know, all that crap for literally five hours. I waited to get maybe the pre-sale. And I did that with Kaylee and her wife. They both did it as well separately. So we had like three people. We're like, we just need one pre-sale code. We just need one pre-sale code. So I'm going throughout my meetings last Monday, not yesterday, the Monday before I'm going throughout my meetings, la da 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 da. I look at my email and I have a pre-sale code. Holy shit. I got the pre-sale code and here I am like, I'm an idiot. So I think to myself like, oh my God, everyone got their pre-sale code. Like everyone has a pre-sale code. This is crazy. Like, here we go. It's tomorrow. We're going to, we're going into essentially, I guess it was, it was like war, I guess, in Ticketmaster. So I'm excited to get this. I text Kaylee and her wife. We have like a very active group chat, or at least we did last week. We're taking a little break just to breathe for mental health uh, purposes. But last week I text them, hey, I got the code. I got the text and everything and neither of them got it. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is my responsibility. Like Kaylee got me tickets with all the odds against her a few years ago, because honestly, Having access to the internet as a Mormon missionary in the year of 2014 was hell. It was not easy. Not easy. And she did it. So it was my turn. It's It was my turn. So I, the morning of, so Tuesday, I canceled my whole day. I literally canceled the whole day. Like, I haven't said that on social media. I haven't said that on my Instagram story. I haven't said that on, like, anywhere. I canceled the whole day. It just had to be done. I was, like, honestly, when you're the only person out of your whole friend group who has the responsibility of getting Taylor Swift tickets, you cancel your whole day. Mm. So anyways, uh, at 10 a.m., I click I click in with everyone else. And when I tell you leading up to 10 a.m., I was shaking and crying, shaking and crying. Like my poor husband who had to witness that, he had to do childcare that whole day. Like when I tell you I had nothing to do, like that whole day, I was like, I am not here. I am in this zone. Don't ask a thing of me. I will not be able to. So I'm shaking, crying. I click the queue. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm with everyone else. Like, what is going on? So we're going in Arizona because that's where Kaylee lives. So we're going to her first show with Paramore. And um, I waited in the line for two and a half hours. We really struggled with figuring out what price. We figured we struggled with getting in. Um, I clicked some seats and they got taken. So I had to go back and get more seats and those were taken. Like basically you would go to check out and they would give your seats to somebody else. So I finally found some tickets. And then also last second, when I am checking out, I'm going for three tickets, you know, me, Kaylee, Devin, 
And I'm like, I'm getting a fourth. I'm bringing a fourth person. I don't know who it is. And I also didn't know that the tickets were like as crazy as a situation. Like what we know now, I did not know then. So I get four tickets. I'm like, I'm making my husband come. We're doing a double date. He's going to hate his life. I want to say I've since then, I'm not sure about this because I feel like I need to bring a diehard Taylor fan. Um, But secret here, I guess. I think I'm bringing my sister. It's going to be a little gift for her. So if she's listening, maybe she'll reach out and say that she heard that. Um, But I'm so excited. We're going in March. I'm so sorry to all the Swifties who didn't get a ticket. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) I know that's so sad. Like I would literally be so sad if I wasn't going to this concert. I told my husband last week too, I was like, I should just sell these like everyone else's. Like I would never, ever, ever sell them. You know, some are for like tens of thousands. I'm not going to do that. And I've seen people even sell them for hundreds more, which is their prerogative. But basically my husband was like, Jordan, you want to go to this concert. This is important to you and you're going to go. So I'm going to Taylor Swift and I'm so excited and I'm planning my whole, my whole first quarter around the fact that I'm going to Taylor Swift. (laughs) Oh my gosh, we just talked about Taylor Swift for 10 minutes, but I know all of you who are listening had a similar experience and I hope that you're okay. I hope you got your tickets. I know some of my friends got tickets in Nashville. I don't know if they've gotten them in LA yet or like Seattle. I don't know how those are going. Um, I was going to also try and get tickets for Vegas, but I think that would just not be the ethical thing to do. I think I need to go once, call it good, call it good. I know Black Friday is just in like two or three days from the time you're listening to this. So if you're planning something great, I haven't really talked about it because I don't love Black Friday. It's just kind of a wasteful day. As a matter of fact, I have a list of the things that I need to get like honest things I need that I'm going to try and find deals for because I don't want to feel wasteful. I don't want to spend my money in places I don't need to spend it. And I also... I have like a a certain amount set aside for business investments too because I feel like people do great deals within their businesses and I am so excited to see those and I hope that you know if you're setting aside if you're setting aside a budget for Black Friday I hope you set aside $47 for your brand storytelling guide um but let's go ahead and talk about Black Friday so the reason I haven't talked about Black Friday don't love it Also, I think so many, I see so many businesses make mistakes and they just like, I don't know. It feels like a day where people throw spaghetti at a wall and it's not a day to be like that. It feels like I just see so many business owners feel pressure to throw some stupid shit together last minute and they don't really like talk about it. And then it's just like all of a sudden here's this deal and it just doesn't feel like that's the energy you want to be putting on your social media for your business. Like I don't want you guys to ever post something and it be like panicky and like you just threw the shit together and like we can feel that energy. So with that in mind, the hard thing I have about Black Friday is I feel like people discount their big offers so steeply that their offers no longer hold the same value that they did before. So for example, if I was to sell my packages for 50% off 
for the next three months or something for Black Friday. Like no other person would ever buy my full price package ever again. They would be like, okay, well, we know Jordan can make money selling that for this amount of money. So why are we going to buy that for this larger amount of money? And that's the mistake I, I see a lot. And it is so sad. It really like cheapens a lot of brands if they don't do it well. So I'd also say if you're a product-based um, business owner, instead of, again, deeply discounting, unless you want to get rid of inventory, I get that. But maybe instead of deeply discounting, you say, okay, if you spend this much, you're going to get this free thing. Or if you buy this many items, you're going to get this thing. So final words of advice, be cautious for Black Friday. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. If you do, go ahead. Just make sure you are not cheapening your brand or your brand values or even like don't hurt yourself financially. Like, <laughs> Don't do it. I'm so excited to get this brand storytelling guide to you. This has been such a labor of love. I also especially love that so many of you have tagged me in the things that you're doing right now to try and tell your brand story in a better way. And that makes me so happy that there's enough free information that I'm giving out that you feel confident to do that. Like seriously, that is the goal. I love providing, you know, this guide for you, but I also know that there are people who are at different spots and like, I'm just happy that you're here. That's all. I'm just happy you're here. So I want to talk about who will tell your brand story. So this is a common theme for myself and for my clients, which is also part of the reason this started. So I would say over the summer, my obsession for social proof really just went wild. Um, social proof is just essentially you sharing reviews or screenshots of messages with consent um, to your audience. And it shows that other people like what you do and it usually creates trust and people feel safer to spend their money with you because they see that another person has had a good experience spending their money with you. So that's kind of what I would say led that was like the first step is like I love seeing the social proof and then I took it even a step further and asked myself like who is telling my brand story like if I don't tell my brand story who's going to tell my brand story if I don't share reviews who is going to share reviews and your your business is going to have a reputation not that that's not a bad thing like you're going to have a reputation you're going to have a brand either way so the powerful thing about your brand story is you are dictating how that narrative and how that story is going to be taught and how it's going to be talked about. Like you are putting yours, like you're putting the words into other people's mouths instead of maybe the other way around, which I think that when people don't really know like who and what they are when they're going into business, it's very hard to be more, it's hard to have longevity in your business, right? Storytelling is a powerful, powerful way to build trust and loyalty through customer connection. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. So who are you telling your story to, your brand story? What do they want to hear? What don't they know yet that you're going to tell them? How will your story resonate with them enough to be able to convert a sell? You might be already like incredibly proud of your service or product and how it works and what you can do. Um, even like how maybe you feel against your, like up against your competitors. Um, but those that's you, like, that's not your customers. I would suggest as you're curating your brand story, you're, you're really conscious of 
who this is for. Like who is going to hear your brand story and connect to it to a point that they're going to spend money on you. Um, I love to ask this in every podcast episode because I love you're doing your own thought work, but think of your favorite brand. Like what do they do that speaks to you? And I'm not saying to copy it, but I'm just, I just want you to be aware that people are doing that. People are very aware and businesses are aware of the messages that they are conveying and the feelings that they are conveying and the emotions that they know that people feel when they see their marketing and advertising. Um, and I'm, I don't want just these big companies to be able to do that anymore. I want your business to be able to do that. Like your business can do that. Your story can be anything. Like I, I am going to start, like, I feel like I want to just like list off some very common brand storytelling lines, like storylines, and maybe you can either feel yourself or see yourself in either. Um, but I would say most storytelling, all storytelling, it starts with, it starts with this moment where you had to make a decision. It was a moment that you felt like you had to change going forward. So that could either, that could either be, you know, a work situation or a health situation or a family situation or relationship situation. I see those across all, it could be a school situation. Like, was there something that you had with any of those things that caused you to say like, no more, like I have got to do this going forward. I've got to change my actions going forward. I think that humans really connect with having a moment where they felt like, something's going to change. Like in either I'm going to change it or I'm going to keep living like this, but I'm not comfortable living like this. So what is that moment for you? If you just had something pop up when we were, when I was talking about that, honestly, that might be your brand story. Um, I also, I feel like in my DMS, I've received messages where people are like, I don't know if enough people are going to connect to this, which is so true. Like this is all your brand story is all about connecting to other people. The reason that I love brand storytelling today, like we're almost in 2023, brand storytelling has been here forever. But the reason that I feel like it is so prevalent now and here to stay is because after COVID and, you know, not that COVID's over, but after the height of COVID and, you know, the political turmoil that our America, our country and our world has had over the last couple of years, I think that people really just want to connect and feel safe and like they can trust. And I think that since the dawn of times, people have been connecting through storytelling and it's hard to be inauthentic about your experiences. I guess I'm sure that 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 happens, but like any relationship, the relationship with your audience takes time and like And like any relationship, you have to get to know them. You have to know what their values are. You have to know if it feels right to you. Um, And sharing your experiences and what have led you to do the things that you do, people really like to see that. They love to see someone who feels passionate and happy about what they're doing. They love to see someone who is trying to make the world a better place. And maybe, you know, I'm saying they as in everybody, not everyone is, is going to like this. Like not everyone loves people who are authentic, but the people who are going to pay you and stick around, those are the people who are going to notice. And those are the people that are going to care. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. 
I'm so excited to see who gets the brand storytelling guide and again, just like who they connect with and the clarity that they are going to fill in their business, especially if like if 2023, if social media is at all in an area that you want to improve, this is a great way to start. Like I would say this is even the best way to start because you're going to attract people to you like flies <laughs> and the right people, the right people. That's what matters. Um, I will talk to you all next week. I hope you have a great week. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, yeah it's problematic. So have a great long weekend. Hopefully I will talk to you on Friday after you buy the guide. Bye.